Welcome to The Kingdom is for Everyone. This is your host, Matthew Hester, and this is the place to discuss all things righteousness, peace, and joy. I want to take just a moment to thank our Hester Ministries monthly supporters. You help make this podcast a reality, as well as the many things we do for the sake of the gospel around the world. If you would like more information on how to become a monthly partner, please go to hesterministries.org slash partner to find out more information. Also, please do us a favor and like and share this podcast. Share it on your social media platforms. Word of mouth is great. The point is we just want to get it in front of as many people as possible, and we cannot do that without your help. We also invite you to become a podcast supporter. You can go to the homepage for this podcast. Go to anchor.fm slash the kingdom for everyone. That's the number for everyone. And you can find options there to support us for as little as 99 cent a month. I think even the highest the highest one there is like $4.99 a month. So if you enjoy our podcast on a weekly basis and you feel like, hey, I'd like to be a part of it, uh, well, then that would be an easy way to do it. Uh, we also want to encourage you while you're there visiting to click on the message tab and leave us a voice message or a question that we would love to feature on an upcoming episode of our podcast. Here at The Kingdom is for Everyone, we want you to be more than an audience. We want you to be a participant. Um, and so, yeah, let's let's go ahead and jump into episode 48. We are quickly approaching our official one-year mark. Our 52nd episode will represent 52 weeks that we have done this podcast in a row, which is amazing to think about. A year goes by quickly when you're having fun, and we pray that you are not only having fun, but you're being blessed and challenged along the way. And so we're going to jump into episode 48, and this one is called Vital Powers and Strength. Vital Powers and Strength. And uh, if I may, I'm going to shamelessly uh, plug my book, Guaranteed Victory, and uh, I'm going to actually be sharing from that manuscript for this thought for today, because uh, I'll just be honest, even in my own personal life, this is something that I need a reminder of. Because personally, but just been through some some amazing challenges and 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 some change and shifting, and every now and then we need a reminder of of what God has not only um, not only it, who He is in our lives, but also what He has empowered us with and delivered to us. And so uh, I just this has been on my heart and been on my mind. And so I thought, you know what. This is my podcast, so I'll go ahead and make myself at home and share these principles with you as well. And so at first, you know, I, I want to talk about Gideon. Gideon is, 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 again, one of my many favorites in Scripture, and actually my book, Guaranteed Victory, uses the, the story of Gideon out of Judges. It really is the backdrop for the whole book. And uh, it's a book about righteous identity. Uh, but uh, first, we have to kind of get to know Gideon a little bit. And probably one of the profound moments there um, that we find is when we're told that uh, vital powers and strength came upon him. And I'm going to get to that. Uh, but first, let, let's set up the introduction here. So in Judges 6, verse 11, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress, to hide it from the Midianites. And so this is interesting. This sounds like a not quite the dramatic um, introduction that we would find to someone like Gideon. It's uh, quite humble, perhaps even a little confusing. So when we first meet Gideon, we find him, he's, he's hiding out in fear. Uh, he's threshing wheat in 
in a non-typical place because he didn't want the Midianites to find him. And so, again, when we first encounter Gideon, his identity seems like anything other than that of a mighty warrior, because usually that's the narrative when we think about Gideon, right? Uh, we don't know much about his family other than that his father was an Abizrite or Abiezrite. That one's always a tongue twister for me. And we know that he was of the tribe of Manasseh. Uh, we know that his father had an altar built for Baal at home, and that the first assignment given to Gideon by the Lord was to destroy said altar. And, and so, you know, when we see this kind of this initial snapshot of Gideon's life, we can quickly surmise that his identity was not very solid. And, and so Gideon, you know, he follows the, the demand of the Lord to overturn the altar of Baal, you know, cut down the grove beside the altar, build a new one uh, in order to make sacrifice to the Lord. And Gideon did all the things the Lord asked him, but he still did them while he was afraid, uh, and actually, everything that the Lord asked him to do, he also did it under the cover of night. And, and the next morning, right? I mean, the scene was not pleasant. The people discovered uh, what Gideon had done and that he was at fault. And, you know, it seems like this was kind of the habit of crowds in that day. They wanted to kill him. Let's take his life. But he, his father intervened, which I find interesting, the the love of a father for his son, Um and then uh, I think it's interesting, the thought uh, Joash posed before the people is fascinating. He made the case that if Baal was a god, then he should plead for himself. In other words, you know, Baal should ask for justice or vengeance. Uh, and of course, you know, you know this from reading your Old Testament scriptures, Baal never answers, uh, never, never gives an answer. And so in this instance, Gideon walks away you know, from, from this encounter unscathed. And, you know, this act, if you think about it, it brought about a great gathering of the armies of the Midianites, Amalekites, and the children of the East. And we see later in the account just how vast this assembly was. You know, needless to say, seeing so many enemies gathered together in one place would certainly be very intimidating and discouraging. Uh, you know, I have no doubt fear and doubt, they're rampant throughout the tribes of Israel. And God would have to use someone who was fearless to lead his men into such an overwhelmingly even battle, uneven battle. Uh, but, you know, God, God already had his champion selected. God had already chosen Gideon. And so then that's where we see in Judges 6.34, But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet. So again, the, that's actually where we get the, the title for this podcast, Vital Powers and Strength. Because that word for spirit in Judges 6.34, uh, it's actually in the Hebrew is ruah, R-U-A-H, ruah, which means vital powers or strength. So now you read that again. The vital powers and strength of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet. And so I believe that, you know, when Gideon saw he was being backed up by the God of Israel, something shifted radically in his identity. The scared man we met just a day earlier has now had the vital powers and strength of God come upon him. Experience in the strength and depth of our God-given identity, you know, it helps us to realize how greatly empowered we are, I mean, to accomplish outstanding things. And uh, so, again, 
my one of my big things you've heard me talk about this in previous episodes of this podcast is uh, I'm passionate about righteous identity and so I'm always asking that question I'm I'm asking questions that lead to that question what is our identity and and I'll just tell you, you know the need for proper identity the proper understanding of identity is the greatest it has ever been in history I believe you know many believers today have no real understanding of who they are in God, and, and therefore they have no understanding of their authority. They're, they don't know what their assignment is. You know, why, why am I here? And, and those that do pursue their identity in God often approach the topic with a workspace mentality, which, I mean, ultimately can't help. What, what, what good are works going to do in all this? So our identity as the sons and daughters of God is beautiful and powerful. Developing a picture of what your identity in God truly is is sublime. Discovering that your identity in God is a gift is glorious. And I love that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And I want to remind you, when we read that in Corinthians, the imperative on this statement is not on the word if. Religion makes the entire imperative on the word if based on our 21st century understanding of the word. Um, So when Paul's writing it, though, when you write the word if, it's it's like writing the word since. So in other words, this is this is everyone knows this. This is matter of fact. I mean, does that even read differently? Does that make you think differently? Therefore, since since anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. A new creation is not as exclusive as we'd like to make it out to be. Come on, new creations for everyone. God does not build a relationship with us based on our merit. He, he doesn't look at us and consider what we have or haven't done. Amen. God sees us and approves us and he validates us through Jesus. God doesn't, he doesn't think in terms of what you do and don't deserve. He sees Jesus. I mean, after all, we're all wrapped up in him. And Jesus deserves all blessing, favor, joy, victory. Um, the relationship God has with us is based on what Jesus has accomplished concerning us and not what we accomplish ourselves. And again, we should all be grateful for that. The righteousness of Jesus is our righteousness, and it is the gift of God. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it, but that's okay. You still have it. It's already been provided for you. Uh, Romans 5, 17, for, for if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, How much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness, there it is, righteousness is a gift, the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. So today, you know, when God sees you, he sees Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean that Jesus is like blinders on the eyes of God. No, he he sees you as the corporate body. I mean, you're we're all family. He sees his family. He looks at you and his thoughts are to bless you and prosper you, release his favor on you without measure. God's desire to release love on you that you cannot earn. I mean, the truth is we couldn't pay the price demanded for our sins, even if we gave our lives for them. But Jesus, thankfully, you know, he initiated the new covenant for us and now causes us to be seated with him on his throne of righteousness in heavenly places and to rule and reign with him in life and grace. That's amazing. It's beautiful. When God sees us, he sees his perfect son. 
He sees his perfected sons, his perfected daughters. He is well pleased with us. I don't know if you've ever heard that in your life, but God is well pleased with you. He loves you without condition. This is not dependent on on what we do right or wrong. We don't, in other words, we don't fall out of his grace because we make mistakes or misbehave. Right? <laughs> because then it would mean our mistakes and our ability to misbehave has more power than his ability to redeem and um, and to birth new creation. See, the perfect sacrifice of Jesus is not afraid of our failure, neither are its blessings removed when we mess up. Stop believing the lie that your mistakes have more power than the blood of Jesus. Believe in the work accomplished by Jesus in his life, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension. Um, I'll share this with you as we start trying to find our way to land here. John 3, 14 and 15. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. And so there, you know, there's a great question. How does one receive eternal life? Well, we, we certainly don't receive it by perfect obedience. We don't receive it by never making a mistake. We don't even receive it by keeping all of God's commands or praying enough or fasting enough. No, we simply, the instruction is believe. That's it. Believe on him that he has sent, right? But believe in what Jesus has done for us, who he is, who we are in him. He took all of our sins and, and he gave us all of his righteousness. There's You can't even talk about fairness in such an exchange. Uh, even our, our twisted sense of justice from time to time is completely turned on its head when you look at that kind of exchange. Jesus wants our worst and our broken and our darkness, and he exchanges his best and his light and his glory. It's amazing. Uh, he took our worst, past, present, and future, and he gives us his righteousness and eternal life. Believe in what he has accomplished for us. Uh, you know, John 15, 4 and 5, abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. And he that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And so I do want to remind us of, of that. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. This, I mean, this really is a picture of what it is to abide in the grace, right? The grace of the Lord in our lives. It's also imperative for us to remember the dynamic shift in our identity. Once we, be, once we come to that, what we call the saving knowledge of Jesus, we, we actually become branches of the vine grafted in. And, you know, before you were a branch, right, there, there was this sin consciousness. The fruit that we bore looked like the roots uh, that 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 uh, the these gnarled roots that we didn't even identify with they were foreign to us yet we accepted them as our own but then when you realize that you're part of the branch the golden branch of the lineage of Jesse his name is Jesus once you know that you're a branch you you had this revelation I'm not a sinner I'm new creation why did I buy into that lie all this time your identity was completely and totally destroyed and rebuilt by the hands of the King you are now new creation. And so in the times, you know, when we fell today, we're still the righteousness of God, right? I mean, how? Our righteousness, again, comes from Jesus. It's not of our own accomplishments and despite our mistakes. In the same way that a, that a butterfly can never imagine becoming a caterpillar again, 
one who has made the righteousness of God in Christ cannot imagine being a sinner again. You know, once you have a sure foundation in the righteousness of Jesus, you have no desire to go back. That's, that's just what I'm trying to say. This understanding of identity is what gives us the power to overcome any and all sins and failures. Um, and so, you know, I, I like to draw the connection between identity and the truth, again, discovered in Judges 6 earlier when we were talking there. When we begin to understand who we are in God and who God is in us, we have his divine spirit, his ruah, it comes upon us. And again, I believe that's revelatory. It's not that it's removed from us or there's distance or he's withholding himself. But in this revelatory sense, we have this awareness, his vital powers and strength have come upon us. And, and so in other words, proper identity for the believer is likened to receiving the vital powers and strength of God in order that, that we might be of greater usefulness in the hands of the king and not just that that's all that he wants to do. Uh, I mean, God loves us uh, even beyond his desire to use us. He's not a user. Come on, he's a lover. So it's our privilege. It's our privilege to desire to be used in the hands of our faithful and good father. So again, I just, just want to remind you, you are the righteousness of God. The gift has been given, and all you have to do, come on, is believe it and receive it. And uh, and so I just, you know, I want to encourage you in that today. When you're facing hardship, facing obstacles, just remember the Ruah of God is in your midst. You you had the vital powers and strength of your heavenly Father living on the inside of you. And so I just want to encourage you, if, if nothing else, hopefully that just gives you a little bit of perspective um, when, when we're going through some stuff. You know, I, I've been reminded more and more frequently and remind myself often, He is the God who never leaves or forsakes us. It doesn't even mean that he makes things easier in the moment. Sometimes they just still feel so painful and, and, and it feels like our hearts are breaking. But talk about comfort when you still are aware that he's right there with you in the moment, loving you, holding you, dare I even say weeping with us while we weep. And then he's there to rejoice with us as we rejoice. So just want to encourage you in that. Um, before I finish up this episode, uh, I just want to mention uh, Hester Ministries. Please go there. You can find out more about what we do. Uh, and, and really, hey, I want to plug my book again, Guaranteed Victory. You can get that on HesterMinistries.org. You can also get it on Amazon, uh, wherever you prefer to pick it up. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about what we shared today and just more about your righteous identity as a beloved son and a beloved daughter of an always good father. I also want to encourage you to go to PresentTruthAcademy.org. We've got all kind of uh, resources there available to you. And we would just encourage you to allow us to partner with you in truth. Uh, it's such a privilege and an honor for us to be able to do that. And we've got some great stif- stuff coming up for you the second half of this year. Uh, we're working on it right now uh, because we're ever expanding and increasing what we offer there at Present Truth Academy. Uh, we also do want to just remind you to please like and share this podcast. Please do leave us a five-star review so that we can get in front of as many people as possible. And, and if you would, we just we need all the help we can get to, to reach our our new goals for listeners. Um, Spotify has changed some of their parameters for sponsorship and things like that. We have no problem meeting one of the requirements. You have to do a new episode every 60 days. That's no problem for us. But we have to have at least 100 unique listeners on the Spotify platform. Uh, And I'm not aware that that 
because we actually have listeners in multiple platforms, but Spotify in particular. Uh, and we have to do that within 60 days. 100 unique listeners on Spotify. Uh, the closest we've gotten to this point is 67 unique users just on the Spotify platform. So if you're listening and inviting people to listen, please invite them to enjoy us through Spotify, and that'll help us reach some of our parameters so we can get sponsorship back for this podcast, which again helps us financially to do what God has called us to do. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Thanks for letting us be a part of your Tuesdays or whenever you love to listen to this podcast. We do not take your time for granted. God bless you. Have an amazing week. We cannot wait to see you next week, to hear from you, to talk with you. And again, if you have any questions or anything you'd like for us to cover, just go to our homepage and let us know, and we will feature it on an upcoming episode of The Kingdom is for Everyone. All right, it's time for us to sign off, and you guys should know it by now. If you've been listening from the start, uh, say it with me. If the kingdom isn't for everyone, well, then it's not for anyone. God bless you.